can you hear me okay? Yeah, man, you're coming in pretty good. No camera? Okay. Uh, no, I can't get it to work for some reason. Oh. It's because you probably got an Apple product. No, no Apple. HP. Oh. Oh, well, I've yeah. never really done this before. Nah? Not on not on this computer. So you're like a virgin right now. I'm I'm very virgin I'm, virgin-esque. I'm, I'm breaking your cherry, man. This is awesome. I'm very tight. <laughs> it's gonna be enjoyable. Just just ease it in, alright? Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Apocalypse. To, we're on day uh, fucking four, five, something like that. I'm here talking to a very old colleague of mine. Uh, he's not that old. He's younger than I am. But uh, former disc jockey, or what would you call it, on-air personality. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Chris Camaro. I called him. Yes. I called him. Uh, what did I call you? Cedric Horowitz. Cedric Horowitz? Cedric Horowitz, or Tony Toyota, or something like that. What do you... You know, I used, to, I used to always call you Kahuna, and now, like, this day and age, like, is that, is that racist that I called you that? Or... I, I don't feel oppressed by that when you call me Kahuna. Okay. Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like you introduced yourself as that to me, and I always called you that since then. But... Yeah, I kind of do that. I do that. I, uh... I give people racial epitaphs to give me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As long as you're all right with it. Yeah, I'm totally cool. So what do you want us to call you, our non-existent audience? Uh, you know, I, whatever you want. You can call me Chris Camaro. You can call me by my real name, Dave Pop. I don't give a shit, you know. And then... Poptifer. Remember that one? Poptifer. Poptifer, yes. <laughs> Dusting off all the classics. <laughs> I love that one. Oh yeah. So anyhow, uh, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, sir? Who are you? Where, where are you from? Where are you living at? Where are you working? I, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm a very honest person. I'm not gonna say the exact company I work for. Sure. But I will say I work for a Fortune 500 large manufacturing company in Minnesota. Right. And uh, I, I've been there for nine years now, you know, ever since I left the radio game. That's how me and you met. We were, we were DJs at a little radio station in southern Minnesota. We were, yeah. And, I, and we had some good times. We really did. We had know? some awesome times. I used to love segueing into your shift, man. That was awesome. Uh, it was great because I was a horrible DJ. And you were just getting so much shit, but it was exactly what I needed at that point in my radio career, I think. It was beautiful. I didn't think you sucked at all, man. I loved listening to you. I was pretty terrible. I was pretty timid. I was pretty shy when I first started out, but I, I think you you uh, let me realize the jackass I could truly be on the radio. Right. You helped me with that. So. Well, I mean, look at our look at our program director. We had... Mark Seeger on 106.5 KFMC. Oh, man. 7.15, 15 minutes after 7. It is currently 19.15 hours. KFMC. And that was this entire show. That was this <laughs> And now here's Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was it. That was it, man. That was the whole. That was the whole spiel. Was uh, um, was, yeah. So now let's go to our news director, Mister Personality, Rod Helms. One hundred six point five AFMC on Rod Halverson. Now let's cut over to Brad. Brad Morris. Why am I spelling out of 106.5 KFMC? Now that guy was a character. <laughs> and then we had the otter. The otter, yeah. Such an otter, man. Good dude. Yeah, he was a good dude. He's all, all married. All good and... people, by the way, besides uh, Mr. Seeger, you know. Everyone there was actually a pretty good, pretty good person. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Especially when uh, I, I felt bad after I quit and then he threatened to shoot the station up or something when he got fired. You were there, weren't you? Uh, no, I, I heard the stories. I, I got out before the shit hit the fan there with him. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I was wondering what... Uh, but he, uh, yeah, he was, he was a nut job, man. And it, but, you know, of course, he made everybody fucking nervous. He screamed at him. I always wonder what, what what happened to him. Like, did he continue in radio? I heard some little rumors that he continued in back in his home town of it was like Wyndham or Worthington or something. But ever since then, I you know, kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Alfred has the world's largest network of independent. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, you know, with the fake radio names and everything, it's kind of hard to kind of lose track of, you know, none of us had a real name on the radio station, you know, and it was kind of pre-social media, so you lose track of someone, and it's kind of hard to find them again. Not that I want to find Stinky Seeger, but just kind of wonder what happened. Yeah, no shit. Is he in prison for, you know, molesting people or? No, he's uh, actually working out in uh, Winstead. We're not Winstead. Uh, where the hell was that? Um, Wyndham. Uh, Wyndham, yeah. He's still out there. Oh, okay. Recognize this tune? Is this Nick Acosta? <laughs> this is Nick Acosta, man. Are you doing the dork dance? Yeah, Dave and I, we perfected the dork dance with that song, and then Dave brought it across the United States. And I, I don't I know. Did. I don't know if anybody else is still doing it, but I know I still do it. I still bust it out once in a while. Once in a great while, I'll bust it out. Yeah. So you're married now. Yes. How did that go? Uh, you know, the the quarantine is, is testing our marriage right now. But yeah, that does that. But no, it's fine. You know, what uh, yeah. what is what does your wife do? She uh, she works downtown Minneapolis. Works for another large corporation, so I won't say the name. But uh, you know, okay. it's a good good office job downtown Minneapolis. She's been working from home for the last. Uh, you know, since the apocalypse started, basically. Ah. So, how did you two meet? 
Uh, we met on a dating website. Lame as that is, but no, that's not lame, man. That's dominant. That's dominant. My dick. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. That's just kind of the way you do it now, I guess. That's true. I still, I still feel like people my age or older feel a slight bit of embarrassment about that type of dating. But yeah. There's really no, there's really no need to. Yeah. There's no shame, man. Everybody's doing it that way. And you married her, so it must have looked good. Yeah, no, it's actually, it's, I try to come up with some funny joke right now or something, but it's, it's going pretty good, actually. And she's a good good girl. I love her. Good, man. You deserve it. You're we good. did get married in Vegas by an Elvis, uh, an Elvis impersonator. I figured you would appreciate that. I appreciated that very much. Dude, I watched... I do keep tabs on you online, you know, I'll watch your Facebook posts and I, I will look at your pictures and your little vacations and stuff and you just fucking crack me up every time I see you, you know, your, that whole Star Wars thing that you did was pretty awesome. And you, uh, I heard it. you went up against Kylo Ren? Oh yeah, yeah, the meet and Yeah, how was that? That was fun, yeah, I did, I went to the, I've been to Disney World quite a few times, but when they started converting it to Star Wars, even though Disney pretty much ruined the yeah. movie franchise, what they did to the park is pretty cool, and I always wanted to see that, so, yeah, it's just a thing where you just wait in line, and you meet some guy in a Kylo Ren costume, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, we wouldn't have to wait in line now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wide open. Wide open. You don't need the VIP pass. No. <coughs> yeah, it's, it's sad. I mean, it's just, it's scary how much shit has changed in just the last month here. It is, dude. I mean, could you just, I mean, I never would have imagined any of this. I, I've had a dream about this kind of shit before. Um, it, was, it was probably a lot more dramatic in my dream than it is now. Yeah. But, I mean, I've dreamt about it plagues and shit like that, but I never thought I'd ever live through, you know, a pandemic like this. Well, you know, I don't think anything quite like this happened in a hundred years, so it's weird to deal with it, and it's weird to see how people handle it. I mean, for some reason, everyone thinks this uh, coronavirus causes explosive diarrhea because I can't find toilet paper. <laughs> That's why you gotta live in a small town, man, because there's, there's plenty of toilet paper here. Oh, you, you can find toilet paper? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's usually generic one-ply shit, but it's better than nothing, you know? Anything. I wiped my ass with a sock today. Did you? Good on yeah, you, man. And I, and I washed my hands with shampoo afterwards. No, I'm serious. Like, you can't, you cannot find toilet paper. It is impossible. I have gone everywhere. It's, it's not there. I mean, maybe if you go right when the store opens up, you can run in there like it's Black Friday getting toilet paper, but... Yeah. Is there is there actual guards at Target guarding the toilet paper? Or is that just... You know, I, I haven't seen that. I have. Uh, I was lucky enough to buy the Costco size of toilet paper before any of this was even a thought in my head. Okay. So I'm actually all right on the toilet paper, but out of curiosity after work, 
I will sometimes just look to see if there is toilet paper anywhere, and there is not. There anywhere. isn't any, anywhere. Yeah, that's, that's fucking sad, man. I don't, I don't get it either. I don't understand why there's uh, a hoarding going on. I can understand hoarding um, uh, hand sanitizer and Lysol and all that other shit, but fucking toilet paper. Yeah, well, we live in a crazy world. You know what you and I'd be doing right now if we were under quarantine back in the 90s? We'd be playing a fucking mean-ass game of war. That's yeah. And drinking beers. That's how we roll. That's how we roll, man. So what are you doing uh, to pass the time? Are you still going to work? Still working? Yeah, um... I work in manufacturing. Okay. And uh, it it was brought to our attention that you know I don't know how much of this is bullshit, but that we are deemed essential, the infrastructure or whatever, however they word it, you know. But it doesn't seem like we really are. But I guess some of our parts are used in hospitals and stuff. I think that's a very small percentage. Uh, but yeah, they're they're making us go in into a factory. Where you know at least 500 people work every day, and uh, you know I'm, I'm a bit of a germaphobe anyway, so it's like I'm I'm kind of scared shitless every day I go to work. Yeah, I don't... people people don't oblige to the six feet away thing, no. and it kind of pisses me off. And then I have to look like a dick. You know, I, I'm leaning back when people are talking to me. I'm I'm having to say like, hey, six feet. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. People look at you like you're the most unfriendliest piece of shit ever. It's, it's weird. They gave us a little sticker that we're supposed to put in our car saying, you know, I'm an essential employee, blah, 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 you know. Yeah, some of that I think is, is kind of bullshit because I think it's just fucking corporations want to keep making money. You know? I have a suspicion of that. It seems that way a little bit. So like my, you know, my, my career, you know, I install cable and internet and phone and I, and I get that I get that I'm an infrastructure employee and I don't mind doing installs when it's just internet one of my questions yeah. is how are you living in today's society without internet to begin with Ooh. and two am I risking my life so that you can watch binge watch TV while I'm still out there fucking working you bastard yeah you know? So, I mean, I'm glad I don't have my kiddos at home anymore. Um, so I'm not bringing home anything. So, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is, I guess. You know, nothing I can do about it. Just like well, quit, I suppose. But, uh, I like the paycheck. Are you are you in contact with a lot of people? Yeah, you, yeah, we gotta go into homes and shit like that. Uh, um, they do. Yeah, that's true. They do. They do health questionnaires um, before we go in the house. Um, last week, I busted two people that lied in my questionnaire. Um, you know, you go in there, you start installing a cheap television, and all of a sudden they're like, "Well, yeah, we just got back from Costa Rica." What? We just got like, oh yeah, we just got back yesterday. I'm like, uh, yeah. So my new thing now to deal with that is 
because I bring a little jug of kerosene with me. And if people lied on their questionnaire, I just dump kerosene on them and light a match. <laughs> well, that works. It does, but unfortunately they won't let me in houses anymore, so I have to do all the outside work. <laughs> they won't let me in, damn it. But what do you do? What do you do? Well, so what have you been doing? What do you, uh, what do you and the wife been doing to pass the time? I mean, outside of, you know, husband and wife thing. Well, not fucking, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I figure, I figure this is really a test for a lot of uh, couples going right now. Sure. It's, like, it's either going to end in divorce or a kid. Right. Yeah. But honestly, we just kind of just kind of going with the flow, just trying to not drive each other insane. You know, we we had dinner on our patio tonight. Pretended we were at a restaurant. You know, we're trying to fool ourselves that this isn't the end of the world going on. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. What about uh, what about guitar playing? You still playing guitar? I do play guitar. I just bought a new guitar. That's kind of been helping me lately. Yeah, what, what, uh, you still, still jamming out that, uh, what was that song that we used to play together? Um, Late Ain't So by, uh, Weezer. Weezer? Yeah. Remember that? No, I don't really, not, I do, I do. Weezer and, uh, Breakdown by Tom Petty. Hmm. That was the only one, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I, that, I bought a, I bought a digital piano, 88 keys. I kind of feel like I have a real piano now. I can't play it for shit, but... Damn, man. You're really taking the whole thing serious, aren't you? Oh, no, just, uh, you know... Coincidentally and fortunately for me, just a couple good things to buy right before all this lockdown stuff started happening. Right, yeah. Just hobbies, just hobbies, you know? Yeah. No, I'm glad you're still playing, man. There's a lot of people I used to play with that don't play at all anymore. You still, I saw you played a little bit at a bar a few times, though, didn't you? Or you played out a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, a really good friend of mine owns a bar in town here, and uh, he's, uh, he's asked me to play, you know, every once in a while down at, the, down at his bar on a Sunday or I play at a bike run or something like that. So, uh, nice. Yeah, I just, I just bought a, an acoustic. I haven't had an acoustic for a long time, so I uh, bought one of those at the Guitar Center. They have their, uh, their guitar clearance or whatever. So I bought, picked one up for about like 300 bucks. It was pretty cheap. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, but I broke the neck on it. What? So I have a, I have a, I have a capo holding the neck together, so I just tune everything up. <laughs> so that it sounds normal beyond the cable. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're still playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's my therapy, man. Otherwise, I'd go insane. So, but I got, uh, yeah, I got that. I don't know if I had, uh, I bought a, a electric, a hollow body electric. Yeah. The red one. Like, uh, it's a, Up there, so I got this 
I hope he's not too bad. No, no, you know, it could be worse. You know, when I'm drawing and I'm writing, trying to write a couple books, and, um, I actually it would be the perfect time now if you work on a zombie apocalypse book again, but kind of trying to stay away from that. But, man, there's a lot of ideas coming in, up in my head. I would imagine this could bring it out of the Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, you were in my last zombie apocalypse book. You and... Did I just, like, did I fall down and die instantly? That's how I imagine myself in a real zombie apocalypse. Like, I'd be the guy that just trips, like, in the first minute of it. <laughs> Actually, it was you, Rod Halverson, and one other gal that worked there. And um, the girl had actually changed. And you and Rod were kind of broadcasting from uh, the emergency <laughs> broadcast center. And then these looters came in to loot the place and they tried breaking into the console. And, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for that future nightmare. Well, you were. You know, just, you know, whatever you do, just keep the door locked. Don't let anybody bust the door down. And, and don't I was really. I was really hoping for zombies. I was too. I was. I was really let down. I was. Uh, kind of a bummer. This was last. Like I posted this on Facebook. This was probably the most disappointing zombie apocalypse ever. You know, small silver lining. Because of this, they had to halt filming on the final episode of this season of The Walking Dead, so it took an actual apocalypse to end the zombie apocalypse show <laughs> that, it, that it sucked for two years. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, you know, as soon as they let, uh, let what's his name, William, um, Megan, they let him live and then Rick fucked off somewhere out there. You know what? Fuck you, Walking Dead. Yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal the last couple of seasons. Yeah, when I, I used to watch Fear uh, uh, of the Walking Dead um, because their main character was a Maori actor. And oh, okay. Then, and then they fucking killed him off too. I'm like, you crazy bastard. <laughs> and he got killed by a Native American. That's that just good. Put us on reservations. They let us keep, keep our land bad. You know, then I turned into a huge racist asshole. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, as it does. Right. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I, um, so, you know, speaking of ordering things online before the apocalypse, um, yeah. I had to wait. But I ordered one, a survival kit from Amazon, and I paid fifty bucks for this thing. Survival kit, okay. Yep. So the first thing I got was this thing called the Life Straw, and it's this giant tube that kind of looks like a, a vape. <laughs> and um, you're supposed what, to be able to. 
supposed to be able to just drink water from anywhere. Like you could just, I could take a huge shit in the morning and then dip this in there and drink clean water. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I probably won't test it that way. No. I might try like a mud puddle or something. But, you know, so there's that. And then inside this neat little kit that I got, which is, you know, about the size of the old camera we used to carry around before they had cell phones. And, um, look what we got in here. Um, it's in this really hard protective plastic case, which I'm sure can deflect bullets. And then it comes with this space age emergency blanket, which looks like uh, tin foil. And I got a lanyard to hook my water bottle on. And then I got a, a uh, what do you call them, a carbiner? Carbiner? Or what do you Metal chip thingy? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. And I got this, uh, what would that be? Um, I'm not sure what I would do with that. Maybe <laughs> pick a zombie in the, in the eye with it. That might work. Yeah, maybe. Smoky roaches. Yeah, see, the thing that pisses me off about this whole kit is no directions on what shit you for. <laughs> I got this. I got this bracelet that's got a a, a compass on it with a little uh, jaggedy edge thing, and I had to go online to see what that jaggedy edge thing was. And it comes with this uh, little fire starter thing where you can shape it on, the, shape it against it, and it sparks. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, it works. Yeah. So that was well, that, act, that actually seemed useful. Yeah, this is about the only useful thing I can see in here so far. Um, I've got this, I got this, they call it a tactical flashlight. And I think the only reason that makes it tactical is that it's black, it's metal, and it's got jaggedy edges on it that um, would really hurt if I landed on it. Yeah, so I got the flashlight. Um, I got a saw, which is like a metal jaggedy rope with two rings on it that you can like saw through wood with. Um, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I also have a tactical pen. Um, it's like an assault pen. So. It writes really nice on one end, which I was really surprised about. And then on the other end, it's got this little metal pony thing that I can break windows out with. Does that, does that actually work for that? I don't know. I'm going to wait until, um, until shit really hits the fan, like when there's martial law and shit. Yeah. And I'll use which it. Could be happening. Yeah. And I'll probably use it looting when I go looting. <laughs> Once they close the liquor stores, then it's time to get fucking dirty. Then it's time to get fucking down and dirty. I also, probably my favorite thing out of this whole kit is the rape whistle. It comes with a nice little 
Oh, for me and Ray. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at Ray. Chloroform makes my butt hurt. Ooh, there it is. That's, that's a good whistle. So if you hear that, James, that's me. I'm getting raped. <laughs> In case I didn't hear you scream, help, I'm getting raped. <laughs> You'll you're be like, okay. I think your friend Brad's getting raped. Did you hear a whistle? No? Oh, well then he's not getting raped. I don't worry about it. But he said he was getting raped. <laughs> Did, you Did you hear a whistle? Did you hear the fucking whistle? No. Well, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. Just fucking leave him alone. So yeah, there's my little survival kit. And, um... I got five Heineken's left and a half a bottle of Jameson. Well, that's uh, that's when you get real food. Right. Right. So. I will be I will be honest. Uh, the other day when all this shit got announced about the Minnesota state lockdown, yeah. you know, I I didn't exactly know what that meant, you know, but I just saw Governor's going to make an announcement. And then you see everyone commenting. And then you can read like an article that of people that kind of already know, but they don't know exactly. Right. And so I'm thinking, well, that's going to be liquor stores too, you know? So I thought, well, I should go stock up like right at three when I get off work. Yeah. Yeah. But before that happens, I did see like a small list that said what's open, what's not open. And it said what's open, what's essential. And it said liquor stores were essential. Right. Which is. I thought was interesting. But I, someone did tell me that some of the reasoning behind that is because um, there's a lot of alcoholics that could go through withdrawals and they deem it essential because of that because you could flood the hospitals with that. Oh, I don't know yeah. if that's true, true, but that's interesting. That it totally is. makes a lot of sense, though. Because I know a lot of my friends would be like going apeshit if alcohol was not available. You know? That's what I wondered, too. And then I thought... That's probably the first place people would lose if they lock them up. You know, if there's like a prohibition, basically. Right. You know? Well, you know, people said they wanted 2020 to be like the Orange Party. So far it is. It's disease and prohibition. Right? Yeah, now we just need, uh, I don't know, I should maybe just start running, uh, running some kind of Kind of scam out of my back, out my back door. Oh, you know what? I should just start making, making toilet paper, illegal toilet paper. <laughs> well, you that's uh, there you go. That's where I'm gonna make my money, man. I'm gonna be a millionaire. Why toilet paper out of old socks? <laughs> no, it has to be made out of something illegal. So like, I'll have it made out of. Baby skin or something. <laughs> Baby skin. Baby skin and puppy fur. That's not super illegal. Alright. Yeah, let's do this. <clears throat> let's do this. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, they've canceled all non-essential uh, medical procedures, correct? That's what I hear, yeah. So, I got a buddy who lives across the street. He got a hernia at work. Yeah. They put him on light duty. He made an appointment. 
the doctor's office called him and said, okay, well, we have to cancel all non-essential surgeries. And that was one of them. So he's stuck on light duty. And uh, they basically got him sweeping floors. Oh. Well, sweeping floors with a hernia, that's kind of stuck. Well, that, that was my initial thought. Yeah, so he, you know, there's been times where he's just so sore that he just called in sick to work. Well, now they fired him. Are you shitting? No. Now That's the most. Yeah. Fucking fired him. So, yeah. I don't know. I see a lot of greed. I see a lot of good out there. I'm not saying everything's turned shitty. I've seen a lot of people try to do a lot of good things, you know? trying to make the best out of what we got, but still, when I see people doing shitty, man, I want to get that bottle of kerosene out, light them up. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, I mean, something like that, you know, you're doing everything you're supposed to do, you're doing everything you want to do, and you can't do anything, and then you get fired, you know, yep. and then feel bad for people like that. I feel bad for people that, you know, work in the restaurant business that, you know, they live off tips, you know? Right. They're only, now their only thing they can do is get 60% of their wage of their wage. non-tip wage. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, so it's like 50%, 60% of minimum wage, that doesn't quite, you know, pay the rent and everything. And I think servers, they don't, they don't even make minimum wage. They make less than minimum wage because they make tips. They, yeah. I get sick. Um, if I get this this coronavirus, yes, I'm I'm fucking sick. Honestly. You know, I got a lung and a half. So um, yeah, it's just getting me down big time. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, I mean, when Creed gets you, especially you know, lungs or respiratory thing, that's what I worry about. I'm like, I feel like if I got it, I okay, but my wife has asthma, you know, so she's high risk. Oh, yeah. No. 
shit. And like that's what that's why I don't want to work because I'm just like I know one of these assholes I work with somewhere probably has it. And that's probably the one guy that looks at me weird when I tell him to get away from me when he's fucking two feet from me. Right? Yeah. And it's like that's the thing you gotta think about. I mean, is everybody else, you know? Yeah, you can be as careful as you wanna be. Some dumbass gonna come walking up and hug you or sneeze right on you without covering their face or whatever. It just takes one droplet and boom. You're a zombie. Which, which brings me to another thing. If you get the COVID, what if you fed someone human flesh to get better? Yeah. You think so? I don't know. I think it's something that the doctor should try. Maybe that really will truly start the zombie apocalypse. Right? Then we could start popping people in the head without going to jail. Fuckers walking past my house all the time, like, oh, look at us, we're a happy family. <laughs> I, I will, I, I will admit, I feel a little guilty about how much I laugh at uh, memes about COVID nineteen. Yeah, but you know, you yeah. know, it's, it's, this is how we're coping, man. This is a big coping mechanism. this podcast is uh, get people to laugh about everything that's going down, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it probably helps. I, um, I've got a buddy, he has two friends in this world, the guy I went to high school with, and me and this other guy that he had served with in the military, <clears throat> he was a, he's an airborne ranger. A lot of death, he's dealt out a lot of death, and he's got a survivalist plan. And uh, so, um, I think tomorrow night I'm gonna interview him for the podcast and just try to get him to lighten up a little bit and be able to joke around about some of the stuff that he's got coming out. We'll see how that goes. Well, that does sound like a much better guest than the one you have tonight. Oh, come on now. No, no, no. You and I are pretty good banter back and forth. And, um, good with the jokes. And it's, it's good to like catch up with you, man. I, you know, you had invited me out um, for your uh, for your bachelor party, and I felt really bad that I couldn't make it because I really wanted to go. I hadn't seen you in a long oh. time, and I thought it'd be fun for us to bust out the door stance that night. That would have been fun. I never even thought of it. That's okay. I mean, we have, we all have life. Stuff happens. I haven't seen it in so long. I just figured I was kind of a hail mary invite. Yeah. No. Yeah, you know. It's been a lot to me. But uh, you know, and then uh, I don't know, getting to be my age, man, I'm gonna be fifty this summer, and um, I've had I've been to two funerals already this year. Friends that I went to high school with and grew up with that I've already fucking died from heart attacks, suicide, yeah. and all kinds of shit. So, I am. Uh, you know, I just like to keep in touch with everybody. Make sure everybody's doing all right. That's good. I appreciate it. I mean, like, I've, I've lost a lot of people and, you know, die weeks on a regular Yeah, man. We lost you. The ones that are still around, my dad. 
it's a non-non, but it's like it's good to stay in touch with uh, people that are still kicking, you know? Yeah. What about your um, who was it? Your cousin, one that has come to jail in Martin County, Martin County Jail. Yeah. Yeah. How's he doing? You haven't talked to him at all lately. Oh. I have no idea. His dad died also, which was my uncle. Died the same age as my dad, 58. Wow. And uh, I don't know what happened to that. Like, no one knows what happened to His kids are all. Uh, who knows? You know, I mean. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, so, you he, know. He's a nice guy, but he, he had some issues. Yeah, I mean, you you saw him more recently than I did. He was he was when you were a jailer. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was blocking him off. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, so and so, you know, my cousin. Oh yeah, I'm always from the jail. No. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You and me and I, we gotta get together one of these nights. That would be awesome. I did see him one time like in the last few years yeah and that was after just like hunting him down basically okay. um, and he, he was really cool he was a little more a little more chill yeah. but uh same guy and he got married within the last like, year to it well, could you guys all get married yeah I got divorced and stayed that way and I planned to stay that way <laughs> really yeah, man, that's, uh, I don't know. No, I did it twice. And, yeah, just, again, not my thing. I just, uh, I kind of like the freedom. Yeah, I'm with now. man, it was really good visiting with you. I appreciate you coming on and, and uh, talking to me on the podcast Apocalypse. And uh, maybe we'll ask you up on here again. You know, we're still under quarantine for the next 20 years. Yeah, and if we're ever legally allowed to again, maybe we'll hang out in person sometime. We definitely need to do that. 
that needs to happen. That is, that's a must. That is a but, must. But, uh, yeah, not to be too cheesy, but you, you were always a good guy. You always helped me out when uh, I was in the jam. So, I, I, I appreciate still being friends with you. Yeah, we, uh, I think the funniest thing you ever said to me was, um, I was trying to make up this manual for you because you were going on the air by yourself. Yeah. It was during the training time, and I just yeah. typed up this manual for you and drew some pictures or whatever, and it was like three pages long. And I gave it to you, and you looked at it, and you go, So all that money I spent on school is wrapped up in three pages of this little homemade book. And I go, yep. And you're like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Pretty pretty much. (laughs) That $20,000 piece of paper. Yep. Boom. I should have been an instructor. (laughs) All right, man. Will you be safe? Keep that life of yours safe. And I hope to see you at the end of all this, all right? Sounds good, man. All right, brother. You peace out.